up, what's up, my L.A. fam? This your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you, of course, by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. It's like that, and that's the way it is by Run DMC, baby. Tell me that wasn't a joint back in the day. Run DMC, early 80s, baby. Them boys was out cold. I remember back then I had a brand-new black Camaro and my personalized license plate on the back of it had R-U-N-D-M-C. Couldn't nobody tell me nothing back in those days. Them was my boys. U.B. Illin, King of Rock. I mean, they had hit after hit after hit. It's like that. And that's the way it is. Hang on, hang on a second. Let me crank that up one more time. So, welcome to episode number 81 of L.A. Courtside Podcast. And again, we're coming to you from the Basketball Podcast Network. I want to start this first segment off talking about the Lakers and specifically Frank Vogel. And is Frank Vogel really, really on a hot seat? And if he is, is it really, really fair to him? Now, going back to these last four games, the Lakers have won three out of their last four. They did lose to their uh, cross-court rival the Clippers back on December the 3rd, 119-115. to Then they defeated Boston, 117-102. But uh, the next game at Memphis, uh, inexplicable loss to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, without John Morant, by the way, 108-95. to And it was that point, at that point that I started thinking, oh, wow, you know, is, is this guy's job in jeopardy or not? Now the last two games, Friday, at OKC, they won 116-95, to led by LeBron James' 33 points. And then this past Sunday versus Orlando at the Staples Center, they won 106-94, to again led by LeBron James' 30 points. And by the way, LeBron James in three of the last four games has scored 30 or more points. He's playing like a guy who is desperate now. And, you know, a lot of fans – Wish he would play like that all the time. I mean, hey, you the alpha dog of the team, man. Take over. LeBron James can take over games anytime that he wants to. That's one of the knocks on him throughout his career. Great player, obviously. The GOAT in, in a lot of people's minds. And, you know, you can argue that back and forth with Michael Jordan. But, you know, guy's a great player. Take over games, man. If you see a team struggling, take over. So LeBron James has did just that in three out of the last four games. But going back to Frank Vogel. If he is on a hot seat, and let's say if he does get fired, is it really fair? This particular team, we all know that Frank Vogel did not put this team together. Now, he may have had some input here and there, I'm sure. You know, Palenka is the the GM. You know, he makes all the chess moves, or at least we think he does. Or, you know, did LeBron James put this team together? You know, did LeBron James you know, uh, want this trade or demanded this trade for Westbrook and, and getting rid of players like uh, Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell and um, KCP. You know, all very, very good role players. And two out of three very good defensively. We know Montrez Harrell wasn't the greatest defensive player in the world, but the guy was no scrub either. You know, he can score the basketball. And... Then Caruso left as a uh, free agent because they could not sign him 
Maybe it's because when they brought in Westbrook, Westbrook makes 40 some odd million dollars and they just could not afford Caruso. But again, Frank Vogel did not put this team together. And when the Lakers beat Boston this past Tuesday, they had, you know, the post-game interviews and all that. And they interviewed LeBron James and they asked him about his head coach. And the way he responded, it didn't look like he was really complimenting Vogel. It's almost like he sidestepped uh, commenting on Vogel in terms of whether he's a good head coach or not or whether he thinks he's doing a good job or not. LeBron James basically said uh, Vogel has a great staff. He said his staff is great. He didn't say Vogel was great. He said, hey, guy has a great staff. And, you know, you have Dave David Fisdale on that staff, by the way. So apparently LeBron James may think he's great. Uh, Fisdale is like the coach in waiting. They did not sign Vogel to an extension. He's basically a lame duck coach right about now. He's a lame duck coach. And the Lakers brass may be waiting to see probably the, throughout the rest of this year, if the Lakers win this championship, then they'll probably resign him. They'll have to resign him for a bunch of money though. But let's say if they keep muddling around uh, for the rest of this year, then what will happen, especially leading up to Christmas and the big game against the Brooklyn Nets at the soon-to-be-named Crypto Center or Crypto Arena or whatever the hell they're going to call that thing. It's ridiculous. I'm still calling it the Staples Center. But the Crypto on Christmas Day. And leading up to that game, you know, if the Lakers are still floundering around, like pretty much like they're doing. Like I said, even though they've won three of the last four, there's still a lot of inconsistencies on this team. And will the Lakers brass pull the trigger and fire Frank Vogel and then sit David Fisdale in that seat to see if they can get some sort of spark, some sort of consistency, get this team to play better defense for between now and the rest of the year. Say what you want about KCP. Say what you want about Kuzma. Say what you want about Montrez Harrell, again, who wasn't the best defender in the world. And then some Laker fans say they don't miss Caruso at all. Say what you want about him. But three out of those four players, they were pretty good defensively, and they wasn't horrible offensively. So now all four of those guys are gone, pretty much, even though uh, Caruso wasn't traded. He signed on with the Bulls as a free agent. But the way I look at it, all four of those guys are gone, and you have Westbrook in return. And again, even though the Lakers have won these past three out of four games and Westbrook is still, to me, round peg, square hole type of deal so far. It's a mismatched roster. But, you know, is, is Vogel to be blamed for that? You know, he had a defensive core uh, in 2020 when they won the uh, NBA championship in the bubble. They played very, very good defensively. And there was a there was a culture there that the uh, that Vogel created for the Lakers. So now it has been broken up. And by the way, there was a, a good article by uh, Bill Plash again in LA Times when he talked about Frank Vogel and the possibility of getting tired. You know, he says the, this is Rob Palinka's team and or LeBron James's team and also probably Rich Paul's team who's not even employed by the doggone team. But of course, Rich Paul has some uh, some clients that's on this team. But anyway, you know, if the team continues to flounder, as I mentioned, you know, you're not going to fire the players 
You know, I don't think there's any trades to be had. I don't think Ben Simmons is coming there for a Westbrook trade. Philadelphia is not going for that. And who will take the fall? It's normally the coach. Well, pretty much always the coach. It's always the coach. The, the Lakers are at 13 and 12. It's just a pedestrian 13 and 12, pretty much a 500 record. No one thought that they would be 525 games in, myself included. When Westbrook came, I'm like, oh, my goodness. They have a walking triple-double coming in. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You got Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo. You know, that, those, are, those are Hall of Fame guys. Even Dwight Howard, Hall of Fame guy. If they were going to bring back anybody, though, seems like uh, instead of Jordan, they should have brought back JaVale McGee, but I digress. So, but again, this is not – uh, Vogel's creation but if anything happens he is going to take the fall so again you know this guy's not a bad coach of course he's been coaching the NBA for a while and he won a championship but this is a what have you done for me lately league especially if you're the coach of a high profile team like the Los Angeles Lakers or the New York Knicks or the Chicago Bulls you know those type of markets you're, you are under a microscope, and especially in Los Angeles, Tinseltown, Hollywood. Hey, you are under a microscope, and Vogel is under the microscope. Uh, I frequent Twitter all the time, and I'll tell you what, Laker fans on Twitter, my God, there are some Vogel supporters that is on Twitter. Yes, there are. There, there are plenty of Vogel supporters, but I'll tell you what, the naysayers when it comes to Frank Vogel, I mean, they are... I mean, the vitriol uh, towards Frank Vogel is just unimaginable. It's like he's the worst coach, worst coach ever. It's really kind of funny reading those quotes. But again, that's, hey, that's why they call us fans, you know, short for fanatics. That's why they call us fans. This guy has a 107 and 61 record, you know, a 637 winning percentage since he's been coach of the Lakers. And that's higher than any Lakers coach since Phil Jackson. So, hey, the guy's doing something right. He's doing something right. He was a third choice. Third choice. Ty Lue, they wanted, but they didn't offer Ty Lue to five years. Apparently, they only offered him a couple of years. Ty Lue said, the hell would you get to step in? Uh, apparently, they wanted Monty Williams, who's now with Phoenix. Phoenix made it to the NBA championship last year, lost to Milwaukee. But Phoenix right now carries the best record in the NBA, and they seem like they're rolling. Right now, they're playing the best basketball, you know, along with Golden State. And they could possibly make it back to the finals again and win it with Monty Williams. Vogel, so Vogel was a third choice. And they only gave him like a couple of years. So, you know, the, 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 there's not a vote of confidence, it seems like to me, from uh, the players. You know, you don't hear from Palinka. Palinka, I haven't heard of Palinka giving him a vote of confidence. You know, unless I missed something. And again, LeBron James... You know, he said, hey, guy has a great staff. David Fisdale in the wings waiting. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think is going to happen to to uh, Mr. Vogel here when Christmas rolls around and they are still uh, floundering around? And don't let the Brooklyn Nets come in here on Christmas Day and just splash the Lakers all over the court. You know, Kevin Durant scoring 50 points or something like that. James Harden, the beard, getting a triple-double with 30, you know, 15 and 12 or something like that. And they just embarrass the Lakers on Christmas Day. I don't think it's going to happen, but who knows? 
who knows? You know, leading up to Christmas Day, by the way, the Lakers next play on Wednesday, tomorrow at Dallas, you know, winnable game. I don't think, matter of fact, Luka Doncic may not be playing that game. He has an ankle injury, but we'll see. And then, you know, but it's still not guaranteed they're going to go in Dallas and win at Minnesota. You know, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, you know, those guys can put up numbers at any time. Going to Chicago, you know, to see their, their buddy Caruso. Chicago Bulls, of course, playing well. Then they come back home on December 21st and plays Phoenix, who is arguably the best team in the league right now. And then San Antonio. And then finally, December 25th at the Crypto crypto Arena against Brooklyn. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. So these are winnable games. So there's five games before Christmas, but let's say they go two and three or something like that and then lose to Brooklyn on Christmas Day. Some people think, hey, that's going to be the day where the axe may come for Frank Vogel. You know, personally, I, you know, I, I would think that they should let him ride the season out. If they don't win a championship, don't bring him back. Put Fisdale on the bench and keep it or whoever else you want to get and keep it moving. But, hey, that's why they pay Palinka. You know, whatever salary he makes, millions of dollars, and to make that decision. And, uh, you know, Jeannie Buss, whomever, to make that big decision. So, again, Laker fans, what do you think about that? Frank Vogel, if he gets fired, is he the fall guy? Is he going to be the fall guy for this Laker team? We shall see, but we shall see. In the next segment, segment number two, I'm going to talk about the team across the locker room. Or in the other locker room, in the Staples Center, the Clip joined the L.A. Clippers, winners of five out of their last six games, playing pretty good basketball without Paul George, who's been missing the last couple of games because of an elbow injury, nothing serious, but they have been playing pretty well even without him, so I will touch on that. But before I do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. But even before I do that, let me let me just quickly crank this up by Run DMC and Jam Master J. He's Jam Master J, the big beat blaster. He gets better because he know he has to. In 84, he'll be a little faster. And only practice make a real Jam Master. Told y'all them boys is off the chain. Run DMCM Jam Master J. Now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, highest-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rocked up parties and come correct. All cuts are on time and rhymes connect. Got the right to vote and we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us, but give us respect. All right, all right, all right, L.A. fam. Again, it's your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored, as you just heard, by DraftKings.com. Hey, might as well keep on with the same theme of Run DMC, the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs, they call me sire. Can't tell me them boys wanting to join back in the day. Run DMC. So again, on this second segment, I'm going to talk about the L.A. Clippers playing really, really good basketball right now, especially uh, Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard. By the way, Reggie Jackson hit the uh, two-point dagger against the Orlando Magic uh, with about 2.2 seconds left to win that latest game for the Clippers. Here's a little clip of that two-point shot by Reg Jackson. Harris defends Jackson. Protect the ball, Reggie. Five to go, Reggie for the lead. Hot damn! What a shot! Reggie Jackson, are you ready for your close-up? Now, did that announcer just say, hot damn, Reggie Jackson, are you ready for your close-up? That's kind of a new one. Hot damn. Dude was excited. Reggie Jackson with the dagger against Orlando. By the way, that was not, I aired uh, just a couple of minutes ago, that was not the Clippers' most recent game. They did beat Portland, actually, I'm sorry, Phoenix, actually last night, 111-95. to I'll get to that game in a second. And as I mentioned before, they've won four of their last five games. Paul George has not played since the Portland win, a 102-90 victory back on Monday, December the 6th. And when they played Boston on the 8th, of which the Clippers won that game, 114-111, Brandon Boston Jr., Junior, the coming out party for Brandon Boston Jr. That kid has ice veins or ice for veins or however that terminology goes. I tell you what, listen to this three-pointer at the buzzer from damn near half court as the clock was winding down. Brandon Boston Jr. Drive by Schroeder. Yeah, we bit barely a headline. No Jalen Brown, the co-star. With Tatum. Gonna have to beat the buzzer. Tough shot from Boston. Oh, he loved it all the way! Welcome to the big time, Brandon Boston! Ice water in his veins. Brandon Boston Jr. Picked in a second round. I bet teams are kicking themselves for not picking this kid. He was, I want to say, the 51st pick overall in the second round. Clippers had three draft choices, if you remember. Keon Johnson picked number one from Tennessee. The 21st pick, number one, the first pick by the Clippers at number 21, I should say. He hasn't had that much run. Had had a few injury bugs, but um, 
you know, he's healthy now and he, he rarely plays. You have Jason Preston. He was picked 33rd overall. Second round pick from the University of Ohio. He's been on the shelf for the entire year. And then here comes Brandon Boston with the 51st pick uh, overall in the second round. And this guy is showing his ass. I'll tell you what, man. I told you, this kid's just, he's going to be very, very good. Don't know how good. I'm not putting the kid in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. I'm just saying, this kid loves to play the game. And from all accounts, he's the, you know, you hear this all the time. He's the first person in the gym, 6 o'clock in the morning, last one to leave. He's always standing up on the sidelines as your rah-rah guy, even before he started getting a lot of playing time, which he's been getting lately. So the Clippers overall, however, you know, I, I can label them as like a streaky type team. You know, before winning the five out of the last six games, as I mentioned before, they had lost three out of their last four before that. They lost to Golden State. They lost to uh, New Orleans in a losing them and then they lost to Sanford uh, or Sacramento I should say then they beat the Lakers 119 to 115 and then they lose to Sacramento again I'm sure they're glad they're not playing them anymore 104 to 99 and then what happens they reel off four straight victories Paul George he played in the Portland game that they won 102 to 90 scored 21 points but apparently that's when he got the elbow injury and in the next three games all victories by the Clippers. Paul George did not play. And the Clippers still won. And obviously they don't, they don't have Kawhi Leonard. And so now without Paul George, this team is just stepping up. They are a resilient basketball team. They play with a lot of cohesion. They play with a lot of confidence, especially if certain guys are picking up the slack. Again, going back to that game against Boston, it was Brandon Boston Jr.'s turn. 27 big points. From B.B. Jr., I mean, the kid was just jacking him up. He was 5 out of 8 from 3, 9 out of 13 overall from the field. Easily his best game as a professional. Luke Kennard stepped up in that game, 15 points. And then this guy, Marcus Morris Sr., when he plays well, the Clippers usually win. In that Boston game, he scored 20 points. When he came back from the injury, uh, Marcus Morris started off pretty slowly, but now he's starting to pick up the pace. 7 out of 16 in that game against Boston. And then, now Reggie Jackson in that game did not particularly play that well, at least from the field. He was only 6 out of 22 from the field, scored 17 points, but he did dish out 7 assists. So if he's not shooting well, you know, he's doing some other things to help the team win. And Terrence Mann was in the starting lineup in that game and scored 10 points. So I say all that to say that, you know, different guys, again, stepping up. I talked about the game against the Magic. That they won, 106 to 104. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard in the starting lineup. You know, no Paul George. What happens? Reggie Jackson's turn. Steps up to the plate, 11 out of 21 from the field, 25 big points. And, of course, he had that dagger, two-pointed with about 2.2 seconds left to put the Clippers over the top. Luke Kennard had one of his best games of the year. Matter of fact, I believe it's 23 points were a season high for him. 8 out of 16 from the field, 7 out of 11 from beyond the arc. And Ty Lue said he he wished he would have shot the ball more. When Luke Kennard is aggressive and, and he's scoring like that, again, the Clippers typically win. I guess I'm off my bandwagon of uh, Luke Kennard stealing money from Steve Ballmer at 64 million. You know I was just on his back last year, big time. But Luke Kennard is stepping up. He has shut L.A. Ray up big time. And that's okay, baby. That's what they needed you to do. 23 points, 7 out of 11 from beyond the arc. 
keep on getting play like that from Luke Kennard. As a matter of fact, even when Paul George returns, I'm not so sure that they're, that Luke Kennard is going to be out of that starting lineup. Bledsoe is already a guy that's coming off the bench, and from all accounts, he's okay with that. So when Paul George does return, you know, your consistent starting lineup for the Clippers may be Morris, Zubac, Jackson, George, and Luke Kennard. Hey, looks good to me. You still got Terrence Mann to bring off that bench. Hartenstein, who's playing well. Bledsoe, Brandon Boston Jr., getting confidence game by game. Now, one thing I do want to mention is Serge Ibaka has not played since that Portland game. He only scored seven points. The last three games, he has been a spectator on the bench. And, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, something to do with his back injury. Maybe it flared up a little bit. I'm not sure, but... Uh, I have been saying the last few episodes here that Hartenstein is outplaying Ibaka. Now, if Ibaka is fully healthy and he's stretching the floor like he normally does because he can't shoot from the outside, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a valuable player for this team. But if he's not doing that and he's not rebounding like he normally does or playing the defense that he normally does, and again, maybe it's because of the bat, but these last three games, he's a DMP. Coach's decision. He has not gotten into the lineup. You also got uh, nine points from uh, uh, Justice Winslow in the Orlando game. Four of nine from the field. Played pretty well. May have been his best game as a Clipper, uh, even though he only scored nine points. And then lastly, the last game that they just won uh, last night, 111-95 against the best team in the league. By all accounts, the Phoenix Suns, 21-5. Clippers beat them 111-95. Again, who stepped up this time? Marcus Morsinia, 10 out of 16 from the field. Again, 11 rebounds. When he plays like this, the Clippers normally win. 24 points. Reggie Jackson, 19 points. This is balanced scoring in this particular game. Terrence Mann, 17 points. He was 7 out of 10 from the field. Luke Kennard, 16 points. 5 of 9 from the field. I mean, just about everybody played pretty well except for Brandon Boston Jr. He did not score in 16 minutes. He was 0-4 from the field, but that's all right. He's a young fella. You're going to get inconsistent play from him, but the future is very, very bright. Trust and believe. Hartenstein, 5 out of 7. 12 points. Bledsoe, 4 of 8. 10 points. So the Clippers, hey, they're, you know, they're doing their thing. A very, very co- cohesive unit. And I'm not going to say they're rolling or anything like that. They're 16 and 12, so their record uh, is a little bit better than the Lakers. But my wish of an all L.A. Western Conference Finals. Hey, playoffs haven't started yet, so, hey, it's still alive as far as I'm concerned. Lakers, they're going to have to get themselves together. Uh, the Clippers, hey, who knows? What you want to do is be within the, uh, be one of the top six teams in the West or the East or West. You don't want to get into that old ridiculous, stupid, asinine playoff uh, round-robin or uh, uh, playing, whatever they're calling that. It's so stupid. It's idiotic for the NBA to even do something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten seeds. You know, they play this little round-robin thing and eliminate a couple of those teams. And then you could have a ten seed make the top eight in the playoff. Nine or a ten seed make the top eight uh, playoff position. So I think that's rather stupid, but another topic for another show. In any event, that is my take on the Clippers. Hey, Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. Clipperholics, keep it going. Keep it going. Not sure how long uh, Paul George is going to be out, but, again, his injury is not that serious. 
And as long as his teammates are playing well, why rush him back? Hey, let them boys keep playing. Let Terrence Mann and, and Luke Kennard stay in that starting lineup until Paul George is fully healthy. You know, the alpha dog, Paul George, PG-13. So when he comes back, he'll just fit right in. And then you continue bringing one of those two guys off the bench and just, hey, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Clip join in the house. So with that, L.A. fam, I'm going to leave it right there. Thanks again, all of you, for listening. Thanks for all of your support that you give this show. I'd like to thank again the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this show and our sponsor, DraftKings.com. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes of L.A. Courtside Podcast, whatever platform you use to get your podcast from, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, iTunes, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, you name it, you can find it. And uh, make sure that you uh, uh, sign up for it so you or subscribe to it, I should say, so you won't miss any future episodes of Elliot Courtside Pod. And again, hey, might as well keep with the theme of Run DMC on this show. This is a Run DMC centric show. Let me crank this joint up for you before I before I officially sign off my LA fam. This is Rock Box by Run DMC. Check it out. We always tell the truth, but then we never spit no lies. No curls, no braids. Peasy head still get paid. Jamaica cut the record up and down the front page. that the join or is that the join again run dmc from the early 1980s so until the next episode my la fam episode number 82 that i will be recording in a few days until that episode everyone stay safe out there peace